Hello and welcome to Wager Rager. I'm your host, Rager Dutch, joined by the most excellent team in the business. I'm going to kick it off to uh, Mr. Dom Toretto himself over there, giving <laughs> on a little Corona sunshine. Mr. Hobie Money, how are you, buddy? I'm great. It's 67 degrees here in outside sunny uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm enjoying a uh, Corona light with a little lime. Yes, he is. Uh, you know, just soaking in the sun. Got my first tea time tomorrow. Nice. Oh. My second tea time on Thursday and my third tea time on Saturday. So I'm pretty, pretty happy. Life it's been is a good. good week. It is good. <laughs> so yes, we uh, it, it was it was a good week. Uh, obviously, the big news from last week's Arnold Palmer Invitational uh, is that Jordan Spieth continues <laughs> continues <laughs> continues his rise back to greatness. Um, and then the second thing. I guess is kind of big is yeah, Bose Train hit another outright winner, Bryson D. So Way with to that, the lead. Bose Train, champ, how are baby. you? I'm great. I was doing better until that Jordan Spieth puff up that he just did right there. But but uh yeah, man, pretty exciting. Another winner. Uh it's the actual the third we've had because we got Kevin Na early in the season. That's right. And then and then we got um Brooks and now Bryson. You know, it's always uh you know, it feels good. It's always a little nerve wracking going to the top of the board like that, but you know, you never know. It's so hard to win a golf tournament. It's even harder, you know, it's just 13 to one. You always think like, ah, oh, am I just like blowing my money on something that's not enough value, but man, winners are winners. And it was, uh, it was a nice one. Uh, Deschamps was awesome. And like, not even like his game was that sharp, but like, oh my God, on Sunday, the number of putts he hit was insane. Like I, I literally thought we were done after after hole one when he <laughs> took the driver out and missed the fairway by the length that I hit a normal drive. I, he was like, he had to be like, off, like 200 yards off the fairway at that point. And then he bogeyed and I'm like, oh, this is not a great sign for him. But uh, rallied really well, came back strong. Yeah, it would be, um, I would definitely wanted to talk about that um, putting. I mean, obviously we know he can crush the ball and, you know, the, his his theatrics on the sixth hole were, I mean, just <laughs> picturesque. Like so many good memes, so many good screenshots. I mean, it was it was awesome. He really um, beefed up on on that hole. Thankfully, oh uh, yeah, and we all wanted but, it. Yeah, but I mean, I thought we were in serious trouble on I think the eleventh hole when he hit into the he hit some bad shots, went into the bunker. It looked like it was pancaked in there, and he chips out fifty feet past the hole, and we're like, all right, well. I mean, hopefully he could just two putt and just lose a stroke. And then he steps up and cans a 50 footer. Like unbelievable. And when that happened, I was like, yeah, uh, I think, I think we're going to win. <laughs> I, so. I really, once he started hit burying those long putts, cause he had another 35 footer earlier for, for birdie. Like when he started hitting those, I, it, it kind of felt inevitable, but then, you know, you turn around and Westwood on, I think on 11 hit that 28 foot bomb. And it was like, mm-hmm shit, are we about to get beat by the old guy who has like two <laughs> career PGA wins and is 47? Like that that would have been a tough beat. And then we also had a little bit of a, a sort of like last minute sweat with uh, Connors out of nowhere, mm-hmm. eagling 16. And all of a sudden it's like, well, he's now tied with Lee. Bryson's one up, but Bryson has to play, you know, 17 and 18 ahead of him, which are tough holes. Uh, and then Connors went right into the sand on 17. And that was that was that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, but we did hit but, a first round leader on him. So we got what we needed to. Well done, Dutch. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Connor's actually, I, I feel like 
probably played the best out of anyone. Like Bryson on Sunday was just insane mm-hmm. because his putter was just fuego. But like Corey throughout the week, I mean, he led the he led the field in strokes gained on approach. He was good, like actually good with the putter. His off the tee wasn't great, which is abnormal for him. But I think he actually had the best overall game. It's just yeah, Bryson was uh, you know played like a top five player on Sunday. That's kind of what elite guys can do. He did. I mean, the way he was muscling through some of that rough was absolutely unreal. Um, yes. That is just absolutely crazy what he can do. Getting that that head through that rough is not an easy feat. And he was just like slicing it like butter. So I it, guess the steroids yeah. work. 18 was, <laughs> 18 was a joke. That it was 18, right? His mm-hmm. shot. Yeah. But yeah. That was, yeah. That was that was a joke. That was burning. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And he goes right like over the water. Three feet under the ground. I mean, and he brought yeah. it back to life. That was shout, incredible. Shout out to the uh, telecast, though, for. Uh, being a commercial during Connors is eagle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they love to do that. And then and then they put up the um and I think I said in the chat I I had his score wrong. I thought he was at 9 under, but he was at 8 under. And then I saw a sign when they came back that said Connors was at 10 under and I'm like, "Oh, I guess he missed the eagle. He only birdied." But then I'm like, then they showed it. I'm like, "Whoa. Oh wait, he made it. Oh, I had the score wrong. I'm an idiot. Okay, that was sweet. Yeah. We won't fault you for the fast math. <laughs> What's uh, wild about the broadcast not showing it too is that they're like this was like they were lucky in that there were like basically like three guys in contention for like the last nine holes. Right? It was like Bryson Lee, and then Connor's kind of moving back and forth. He was like fluctuating all day, like getting to ten under, dropping down to eight under, mm-hmm. getting back up to ten. So they didn't have to show that many golf shots, right? So like the fact that they couldn't show what was a critical putt is just an indictment on golf coverage in general, which is just horrible. The worst <laughs> of any sport. I mean, to further that, they did him dirty by showing like two or three burn edges that he threw out there too. It was like, man, it just oh, man. you felt for him a little. He missed a couple three footers. Like oh, he yeah. really should have won the golf tournament, which would have been awesome. I mean, hitting a plus twelve thousand would have been epic. But Unreal. yeah, whatever. Wins a win. <laughs> yeah. You take it. I yep. agree. Now an additional win, not a not to change the subject too quickly, but another big win for us was that Patrick Reed didn't get anywhere near the money this weekend. So yes, I mean, I know there wasn't big movements in Reed Watch, but we still got to talk about it. Yeah, not a lot of uh, not a lot of movement, obviously. Um, not a lot. I know the Arnold Palmer. It's a, it's like a it's a not a huge tournament, but you know, it's prestigious of, though. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> not a lot of the 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 top guys played, so there wasn't a lot of movement. So like, I mean, Dustin didn't play. Brooks didn't play. Did Brooks? Not Brooks didn't play. No, no, no. Uh, Morikawa, Xander, JT, Finau, Simpson, Berger, Cantlay. Like none of them played. But Reed didn't make the cut. So he didn't get any points. So yeah, really not a lot of movement. He's still sitting in eighth place. You know, Finau's right ahead of him at seven. No movement from the top six, except Bryson moved up to the second spot. So uh, yeah, Reed's still at eight. Then he's got Webb Simpson, Berger, and Cantlay behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Scotty Sheff and Jordan Spieth still down at 21 and 22. But they're two guys that are going to go up because they got... Ryan Palmer, Kevin Na, Billy Horschel, Gary Woodland, Kokrak, Kisner, Wolf, and Homa in front of them. No disrespect to any of those guys, but <laughs> none of them are as good, in my opinion, as Spieth and even Scheffler, what he's on. Maybe Homa, he's hot right now, but yep. Wolf is Wolf is lost. Kisner can win events where there's not a lot of people in the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kokrak and the course is, is short. Yeah, I mean he can he can hang around, but he's likely not going to get a first place cash. Woodland's lost, Horschel's here and there, and and Nod did win already, but that's 
that's the only reason he's as high as he is. So yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to track, but yeah, not a lot of movement, but there will be movement after this week because as Dutch told me earlier, First place is worth 2.7 million, which that's a lot I, of cheese. if I did my math correct, that's over 4,000 points. Ooh. Is that right? That's the I, top prize for this? Yes. I, yeah. 18%. Did you check that? I did what? in multiple okay. sources. Oh my I mean, God. I, I know it's always the highest. It's usually always the highest money. It is. It's, this is the highest price on tour. I didn't know it was that high. That's 15 insane. million. That's a. <laughs> Holy shit. That is yeah. unreal. So yeah. I'm looking at the standings right now. And I'm in a tough spot because as a speed hater, I feel like <laughs> he's my best chance of Reed not making the team, right? Yeah. Like if Jordan starts being like, you know, young Jordan making bomb putts and pointing at everyone and smiling, he could be a captain selection over Reed. We got a little red pill, blue pill situation going on here. Absolutely. Because yeah. <laughs> like, assuming Reed doesn't make it into the top six, which I don't think he will. Of course he could. But, you know, Finau's getting picked over him. Webb's getting picked over him. Cantley's getting picked over him, probably Berger. And then yeah. it's like, then there's kind of the two spots, right? And if Harris English, maybe he could go on a bit of a run, although he's been kind of crap lately, or maybe Homa. But, you know, and then if Speed is hot, like I think he would get picked over Reed because he's likable. And if he's playing well, you know, why not? Yeah. And yeah. Scheffler and Scheffler too. I want to keep an eye on him. She- I, I, can't, I can't believe he's so low. How is he so low? I feel like his results are better than this. I guess because uh, it's like three years, huh? And probably because his, like his shirts, mostly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I don't know how Gary Woodland's so high. I mean, does that count? Does this count his major win? Did we go it might, man. Oh, if you know what? They missed a year. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. You're right. So he's going to plummet because he's not anywhere near. Like, not having a great year this year so yeah. far. Everyone ahead of Scheffler has, has won. Or at least gotten like a couple second places, I think. So I think that's why. Because he hasn't won anything, really, right? Scheffler? No. Yeah, he's just been like, but he's had a couple top fives, but you're right. Like winning is so big for this yeah. qualification that like right. you, we need him to come through an event. Mm-hmm. I agree. Maybe this one. Yeah. Maybe this one. Should we start talking about this one? Let's do it. I say we do it. Cool. All right. So we've talked a little bit about it already. We've debuted it, sneak peeked it, I guess. But we are now about to see the players championship at the stadium course at TPC Sawgrass. I do not know how to pronounce the name of the city that this is from. So I'm going to need you guys. Ponta Vedra beach. Is that right? Why not? Cool. Love it. So the players championship (laughs) was established in 1974. And as we spoke about has the highest purse in golf. That's a $15 million purse. And again, as we talked a little bit about, the winner takes home 18% of that bag. So 2.7 million, as well as a plethora of other benefits. They get 600 FedEx points, 80 points towards their world ranking and tour exemptions like Oprah at that show that she does at Christmas, just handing them out. It's like, you get to go to a major, you get to go to a major. <laughs> so five-year PGA tour exemption, three-year invitation to the Masters, three-year US Open and Open Championship invites, and three years to the PGA Championship. So pretty big thing to win this tournament for a golfer. A very lucrative win, not only in just the purse, but afterwards as well. So this week, we'll be seeing a 144-player field consisting of 48 out of the top 50 players in golf. So a lot more uh, firepower on the top of that board this week. 
and the defending champion will be Rory McIlroy because we did not play this last year. There was no 2020 tournament due to COVID. So Rory still, is the reigning I still, champ. I still say that Hideki is the reigning champ. <laughs> hey, we, we are a Matsu podcast, so we can agree with that for sure. <laughs> All right. The players has been hosted at the stadium course since 1982. Not to be confused with the stadium hole at Waste Management, like we talked about a few weeks ago. It's a 7,200-yard par 72 that was designed by Pete and Alice Dye, and it opened for play in 1980. It was open for two years, and it got onto the tour. Now, the funny thing is when Pete Dye first designed this course and they played it in 82, the players hated it. I mean, they thought it was – I think one guy said it was 90% horseshit, 10% luck. So that's a – Kind of a tough review to get out of the gates. Pete Dye and Alice, the masters that they are, tweaked the course the next year. And Crenshaw and everyone was fully back on board with TPC Sawgrass. This course is going to be a really balanced course where it's not really playing to anybody's strong suits. I mean, there's shots in all different lengths, whether it's a par four, three or five. There's long ones, there's short ones, there's dog legs everywhere, there's water. So it really is going to test the overall player. If we were going to say anything was like super, super important, maybe we would say your approach shot into the green is probably one of the more important stats this week. And I guess placement off the tee can be important as well, but you're going to see a lot of guys hitting the same, you know, mid irons, long irons from the same places just because of the layout of this course. Little bonus uh, Pete Dye courses. I got to play one this summer, Rum Point, down in Berlin, Maryland. They're just fun. They do bite you in the ass, though, if, you, uh, if you're having a rough day. All right. It's that time again. Time to talk grass. This one is a little bit special. I have a little bonus section for you after this, but... The fairways, I thought this was fancy. They're a celebration Bermuda grass. It's a company that makes the Bermuda grass, but it's known for its deep blue-green color and its ability to retain that color. So basically, this is just to make the fairways look nice all year long. Plus, it's super tolerant for droughts, mechanical wear, like a bunch of us dingbats dinging up the course. And uh, it does well in the shade, so that's cool. The greens, we're going back to Tiff Eagle Bermuda grass, like we saw at the concession two weeks ago. You know what they are. Dr. Wayne Hanna invented them just for golf greens. They're beautiful. Beautiful putting surface. The bonus here is about the Island Green, and I know you guys know about the Island Green. Everyone knows about the Island Green. So the Island Green was actually an accident, and it's actually not an island. It's actually a peninsula. But it was designed by accident when they were building this course. There wasn't really a source for sand or soil really anywhere else but behind the 17th green. So they had to take sand and soil from the 17th to fill in other parts of this swampy 415 acre plot. At the end of it, they had a fucking crater behind 17. And Pete was like, fuck Alice, what do we do now? She's like, I don't know, just fucking fill it in. So she <laughs> filled it in with water and thanks to Alice Die, over a hundred thousand golf balls are donated to that lake per year. Pretty incredible. Thanks, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alice, you, you peach. <laughs> that Alice, she really gets us. All the tough parts, are, they come from Alice. She was, she knows how to frustrate a golfer. In all seriousness, she was an awesome golfer herself. She was like an amateur champion and built some crazy golf courses with Pete over the years. Player in her own right. There you go. So 
back. You know what? The little Corona sip, the mention of players, that brings me to think we should talk about our odds. Who wants to start out today, boys? We're going to start out with the Voss Train model. I should say the sure. championship model right there. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do it. So I, I think, uh, you know, perfect course preview as usual. And I think, um, you. you know, the thing about this course is it's kind of a carnival course in that, like, you're 100% right. Like, the one metric that seems to be consistent from year to year is gaining on approach. It is, like, ultimate second shot course because there's so many damn water hazards. Yep. And, and so what happens a lot on this course, is you get massive volatility, right? Like a guy will hit two balls into the water, you know, put up a snowman and eject right out of the tournament. So like, this is one of my favorite tournaments to model. It's one of my least favorite tournaments to bet on because just your guy will be cruising. And then just he, all of a sudden he's like plus six Thanks. over his last two holes and he's done. Um, but it's a cut. fun one because yeah, exactly. Because like I have a, I kind of have built in some sliders, right. They kind of like increase volatility. So on a normal tournament, it might be set to like normal volatility, like every player's base, base assumptions for this one. I crank it up so that there's higher variance. And as a result of that, and, and the reason for that is because you see consistently from year to year, guys just like play well one year and the next year they miss the cut mm-hmm. because there's just so much damn water on this course. <laughs> You're going to see guys just like cruising in a, in a round and end up like plus one because they find the stupid hazard. So in a normal tournament, I'll usually have a, a couple guys, probably three guys who have like win equity of like 6% or better. Mm-hmm. In this tournament, I have one, and that is where we start our card, and that's John Rom. There we so, go. So Ho- Hobie's favorite, Rom again, uh, So the, the thing about yeah, the thing about Rom this year, right? He had that equipment change, and I feel like a lot of people have been on him, like, oh, well, it hasn't really worked out. But his results have actually been pretty good. Like his approach has actually been better than it's been in recent years. His off the tee game has been better. What's happened is his putter has been like mediocre and i think that's probably less to do with a, a an equipment change and much more to do with the fact that like putting is inconsistent and like there's no better example of that from like jordan speed saturday to jordan speed sunday like how many ridiculous putts did speed hit on saturday on sunday i feel like he put himself in better position for birdies and like wasn't able to drain them right because like it's just it's hard to putt anyone who's played a round of golf knows how hard it is to putt and it's that 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 rings true for pros as well because it's the only shot that is consistently not consistent different undulations uh different distances it's just you know the margin for error is non-existent i mean the time of day can affect that a hundred percent everything can affect putting a hundred percent. And like, you know, on a normal approach shot, if you really nail it, you might be six feet from the hole. That's great. Mm-hmm. If a pro miss hits it, but still doesn't like completely shake it, it might be 25 feet from the hole. It's not the end of the world, right? That's like a two putt. That's an easy two putt. And then they're in for par yep. uh, on a putt. You have zero margin for error. It is a very tiny space. So high variance putting. And I think that's what's happened to Rom recently. Just he's been on the negative side of variance, but he is perfect for this course. I mean, second shot wizard, great off the tee has played well here before i i love him for this tournament i i got him at plus 1700 god bless you FanDuel, for offering the best odds <laughs> on him i i have his true odds at closer to plus 14 12 so you know just like last week this is a top of the card and then bombs betting card that we're we're putting out and and the bombs part of it is really a function of 
high variance tournament. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically any tournament that Siwoo Kim can win is a high variance tournament because that go. guy <laughs> is on or off. And he, and he was off last week. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> Very off. <laughs> Not great last week. Uh, I bet him for top uh, Korean <laughs> and it didn't work out for me at all. He was he was dead last entering Friday and then he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty done. Yeah, I'm going like to go ahead and just see it. It wasn't like yeah. Justin Rose who like walked off the course because <laughs> he was he was bummed about getting a nine. <laughs> that was pretty amazing. Um, After he saw Speed during that 600-foot putt on two. Yeah, <laughs> yes. He was like, you know what? Maybe it's not my day. Um, but anyway, so so I spent a lot of time on Rom, but that's because he's really by far the best player from my standpoint in the field this week mm-hmm. and also our only bet that has like you know, massive win equity. And then we are just spreading it out with guys that I think can pop who have the right type of game. So All right. Cor- Corey Connors, our boy, Corey, uh, almost, almost last week, so close. And you kind of saw why, right? He's just like great, great approach and, you know, good off the tee. And, you know, you hope that the putter doesn't like, he doesn't miss three footers and then you, you go in and you win. So he, we got him at what, plus 9,500, another just ridiculous line. I have his true odds at closer to plus 59.68. Well, closer, exactly 59.68. It's not really a, a number you can say it's close to. It's close <laughs> to 1.57. Yeah. <laughs> right around uh, there. Yeah, right around it's there. Close to pie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love his game for this. Also loves Sergio for a lot of the same reasons as, as Corey. Sergio is a ball striker. We all know that. That's what Sergio does. Sergio never putts. Hopefully his putter is uh, doing is looking okay in the mm-hmm. bag this week. And then he should be in pretty good shape. Other ones, basically all the same sort of uh, stuff. Like answer at 90 to 1 is ridiculous. Like I couldn't believe that they were dealing that line. Because unlike, you know, Connors and, and Sergio to an extent, like, Answer's actually been playing pretty well yeah. and has, has had some good results in, in premier events. So like answer this season, since the U S open started. So this golf season has gained in every major facet of the game, um, putting around the green approach off the tee. So he's like on pace to have maybe his best year ever. It just, his putter has been legit bad for the, like the last five weeks, but that's abnormal for him. Like he's, he's normally actually a good putter. Yeah. yeah. So, a little, so a, little, a little bit of it. And so, you know, if he's playing to his like true capabilities, like I, I don't see any reason why he can't win this tournament in it plus 9,000 plus 8,500 plus 9,000, uh, just too good a value. And then, you know, kind of just moving down the card. These are just sort of like, I'm not going to go through each one of them, but we got Billy Horschel back Billy on Ho. him. At plus, yeah, plus eleven thousand. Uh, he got a little Kevin fiery Nall. this past week. Not to interrupt oh, there, I apologize. But no, no, <laughs> he no. Showed, he showed a little pepper out there. I like it. That that is. I don't, if you haven't watched a lot of Billy Horschel, that's kind of him. He's sort of like a, a like poor man's Bryson in that sense, and that he's like constantly complaining or whining about stuff. <laughs> And also is kind of jacked. So he really is a poor man's Bryson, like <laughs> to, through and through. He's snapping he's at jacked. fans too. You see him going oh, these like. <laughs> I love that. I love oh, that. I didn't, that I didn't see it. that. 
What oh, did, yeah. I saw him throw his putter in the air and then, which yeah. is okay as long as you catch it. But if you yeah, drop better the catch putter on the green, that's bad. bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's he said, catch I that. think he said something about like, maybe if you were just a little better, you'd be out here inside the ropes with me. Well, because he got chirped. He got chirped, right? So he had like a 20 footer and he missed it. Like people do all the time. It's a 20 foot putt. Yeah. And it kind of like veered right at the end. So he, he tapped in for par. It was like, you know, he had like two and a half feet left. Um, cause he, he missed right. And a fan after, after he finished that putt yelled bad read Billy. <laughs> and so Billy turned around and stared at him and just didn't say a word. And then <laughs> put it in the hole, walked off and looked at the fan and said, I guess that's why I'm out here and you're not. <laughs> I loved it. You look, if you're yeah. going to chirp a pro golfer, like you you're, deserve to get exactly. chirp back. You're going to get it back. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. Who chirps a pro golfer? These guys are wild. And like, golf I, is a shit talk game. Just no one understands that unless you play. Yes. It's yes. just a quiet shit talk. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, so that was deserved. So then we also have uh, Kevin Knott trying to go back to the well with him. He is a, uh, Kevin Knott is one of those dudes who is great to bet on in outrights because it, like he's, so let me take a step back mm -hmm. when I'm modeling, right. We're running through, you know, it runs through like a, you know, Monte Carlo simulation. It runs through the tournament multiple times. Like there are different guys are, have different probabilities of success over like in a matchup versus like winning, right. Winning requires a, a high ceiling, right. Just, you have to be just like your ceiling has to be able to be better than 159 guys in a given day. Being like good over four rounds or solid over four rounds doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to win tournaments. And Kevin Na is one of those dudes who, when he is on, he has like, he's like a top like 20 player in the world, yeah. but his base is like, like the 75th best player on earth. Like that's his normal <laughs> standard, but he has this ceiling that is good enough to win tournaments. And you've seen that he's won four times, you know, how many has Ricky Fowler won? Like twice. Ricky Fowler is a he's way better yeah, yes, that's true. He is a way better player than Kevin Na. And I would bet if you give me straight up odds of Fowler versus Na, I'd bet Fowler every tournament blind. Well, maybe not anymore. Yeah, before before, <laughs> before this year. But Kevin Na just has that upside that he can find sometimes. I mean, shit, the fact that he's won four times as much as Finau is a joke. Finau's like a top 10 player on earth. Yep. I mean, the way he walks those putts in, you better win a, uh, a couple of times to back it up. I, I mean, that's incredible how that. he can do that, though. It is so cocky. I love it. <laughs> I saw straight, the video. Straight cockiness. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the video of him doing that, like, I sort of uh, famous video with Tiger, where yeah. Tiger mimics him on the walk in. That, that made the rounds on the internet today, which was awesome to rewatch. It's Tiger wild, though. Already. Like, even Tiger, knowing that he was going to do it, couldn't do it nearly <laughs> as smoothly as Kevin Nod exactly. just did it naturally. <laughs> it's so natural for him. He literally, on that one, like almost picked it up before it went in the hole. It was yeah. so good. Yeah. He does have swag. That's for yes, sure. He does. Oh, so much. Uh, so, anyway, the rest of the guys, uh, we got Brendan Todd at plus two or 20,000, Ryan Moore at plus 24,000, Kevin Streelman plus 24,000, and Emiliano Grillo. Grillo uh, is getting a lot of love around. Uh, I've seen his name a lot in our research here. Evidently, because his number has crashed. Uh, last I saw, he was down to plus sixteen thousand, which is still very high. Oh, wow. He was uh, he was north of twenty thousand. Um, yeah. Uh, when we kind of were talking about it, so uh, other people seem to be on him. Either that or uh, Fanduel's moving lines based on uh, wager ragers uh, texting. I, I think it's probably that one for sure. Yeah, it could be that. They might be monitoring uh, our chat. Maybe that's why they kicked me. They won't let me deposit money. 
<laughs> yeah, they know. They know you're part of the syndicate now. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the only other thing I will say about my bets, so those are the outrights, is I bet almost every good player to miss the cut this week <laughs> because <laughs> because of the variance. Like I DJ, love that. Yep. DJ is plus four thousand to miss the cut. Uh, one that's like just too high for any tournament. Wait, four no, four thousand. Sorry, 400. Yeah, oh, was, my God. <laughs> oh, I was about to put, go put like 100 bucks on that just for fun. Yeah, no, no four, <laughs> sorry, 400. Oh. Um, but I have his true odds at like 247 and like Rory, same thing, like 370 true odds, 231. So basically, if you bet any elite player to miss the cut this week, you're plus EV because it is just a wild tournament with horrible swings and high variance. And so if you're getting basically better than plus 300 on any of those elite guys, you're getting value. Good little uh, tidbit there. Not something that we normally talk about, but that's an excellent little uh, way to squeak out a couple extra bucks on the card this week. Why not? That's all I got. (laughs) All right. Well, then is uh, Hobie going to start squeaking now? What's going on over there? No, I feel left out, man. I just, you know, Dutch Dutch hits a first round leader last week. Most trains got two wins and I'm just, you know, collecting my top fives with my outrights. None of them. But it's, it's okay. Though. They're so close. It's okay. They're so close. I um I feel like I'm rubbing off a little on Most trains. He's got his uh his two dogs and then his uh his like um far reach you know, <laughs> yes sir throw darts at the board i love it that's what i live for so i'm gonna start out with a similar um similar structure here uh my i got two guys who you know they're, they're towards the top of the odds i'm gonna i have a feeling this tournament man it's it's the only big one really that ricky's ever won and it happened right after in 2015 where there was a big article or poll in sports illustrated amongst the players and Ricky was voted as the most overrated player on tour. And then the next week he goes out and wins the players. Granted, he hasn't really done anything since. He's won a couple. But Tony Finau, if he's ever going to win a tournament, I, I, just, I, keep, I keep banging my table. I got to stop doing this. I'm going to put my hands behind my back. The broken keyboard on Finau, for sure. <laughs> Tony Finau needs to win this golf tour. Because it's the biggest stacked field of the year. And mm-hmm. I just... You know, he didn't play last week. He's been he was so close at the Genesis. And he's my number one pick. Uh, plus 2,200 I got him at. Again, I was on DraftKings. His FanDuel won't let me deposit money. So I'm going Tony Finau as my first pick, plus 2,200. My second pick, I've learned my lesson. The past couple of weeks, I, I've gone away from picking the same player twice because I, I don't know. It's just... It has nothing to do with statistics. I know that, but I, I know just what you're talking about. It's like you never wanted to yourself. do it. I feel and the then, same way. And then, yeah, and it never, you know, it, I end up getting burned by it. But twice. I'm going with, <laughs> yeah, twice. Sung J M. There you go. Um, kind of piggybacking off what those trades said. A lot of water. And I'm going to choose to go with a guy who, you know, he's not the best putter. I think he's like 58, you know, strokes game putting right now, but he's one of the most accurate and best drivers on the tour right now. So I'm going to hope that carries over. I think he was first or second in the field um, off the tee last week, but I'm just, I'm going for him plus 5,000. I think that's you know, I like that number for Sanjay. Um, he's already won once. He is young, but you know, he's shown that he can close. I'm just really hoping he plays well around the greens. Cause that's kind of where he gets into trouble. Solid iron game. Not great. You know, okay. Putter but around the greens is where he struggles, but I'm going to put my money on him because I think he's an accurate and um, accurate driver. And he can, you know, he can almost 
I think he averages about 300, maybe a little under, but that's long enough to win. Um, so those are my top two guys. Now I'm going to be um, going for the long odds here. <laughs> Carlos Ortiz. Not Carlos Ruiz, Carlos Ortiz, plus 15,000. So he actually won recently, won in Houston a couple months ago, tied fourth at Phoenix, uh, T15 at the WGC Mexico. Young guy, but I feel like he's just on the rise right now. I feel like we always we see him a good amount of times on the leaderboard on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And he kind of just pokes his head up and he's you know usually the guy where I think he was, I think he beat DJ when he won, and everyone was like, Oh, what the hell is this guy doing? He's gonna ruin and he beat DJ. Yeah. Um, I think that was in Houston, um, Pretty back in November. Time. Uh so Carlos Ortiz plus fifty thousand, my third pick. Um, fourth pick. I've bet on him a lot. He almost won me a lot of money last year, but he could not close on a Sunday. But I'm going to stick with him here. Harold Varner the third. Okay. Plus 22,500. Now, Harold is hmm. either going to miss the cut by five strokes <laughs> or, or he's going to be the first round leader. One of those things, and I know you can't get cut after the first round, but he's either going to be right there or he's going to be just dead in the water. So yep. I'm uh, I'm going to take a flyer on him at 22,500. I don't hate that flyer on the first round leader for him either. Yeah, I'm, I'm also like HB3. I'm, I'm also going to put him as a first round leader. I'm, I'm also, you know, you don't need to put this on your card, but I'm going to first round leader all of my outrights too. Just Perfect. And uh, f- uh, fifth and finally, I'm just going to have five picks this week. Uh, this is solely because of last week, because I refuse to be kicking myself. <laughs> this guy wins because he was the um, Jay Han or John Han of last week. Doug Kim. <laughs> that guy came out of nowhere this past week on Saturday and almost ruined the tournament. <laughs> For everyone. <laughs> I, so I why not like, bet on him this week? <laughs> this, on Saturday, I'm, you know, I'm watching. I just, so, you know, I, I wasn't even planning on watching on Saturday. I was going to run errands and then I watched Spieth's first two holes. I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not leaving. You're so, and then at the end of that, you know, Doug, does Doug Gim guys birdie in every hole going in? I'm like, who the hell is this guy? But anyway, he's a uh, plus 30,000. I mean, there's no way he's going to win, but if he does, <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, I'm going to go play, I'm going to go play Sawgrass next week. So. <laughs> I would, I, yeah. I wouldn't say there's no way, man. This tournament, like anything can happen. I know that guys right. like yeah. good players yeah. often, good players often win, but that's because it's a major quality field. So there's just a lot of them, but like it is, I mean, dude, we're going to see some insanely good players miss the cut this week because they get just chewed up by, oh, yeah. by the, by the hazards. Right, and trying that, to push a little bit too yeah. far, and they dip in, or just trying mm-hmm. to make something happen, and it spins off. I, the water around this course is not pleasant. I would assume, as a especially an amateur golfer playing there. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how many balls I would lose playing at TPC Sawgrass. Yeah, it's a two case like, day, probably. What <laughs> one a hole at least, right? That's my floor. So I'm going. I need at least like what. 36 balls to go play that course there you go <laughs> i mean i could see myself dumping a, a full a full case like 12 balls into the the island green just dumping oh, them into the water just mentally it. mentally i'm too much of a midget to handle that like no Actually, way i'd be able to handle that one yeah and I mean, you know yeah. hobie and i have a little match coming up this saturday well I, we didn't talk about a match yet but we might put a little action on it when we go out and play on goes saturday. without saying why yeah. else play <laughs> um but the course that we have, their finishing hole has their version of a mock island green. I mean, it's not an island. It's just a water carry. But they have the sawgrass, you know, 
wood front to the uh, to the carry there. That's It'll be a little cool. reminiscent for us this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously we're we're playing a match, and I'm not yeah. going to go easy on you because it's <laughs> because it's your birthday. So, but well, uh, don't you worry. I'll have that extra luck on my side, hopefully. Right. But I mean, on, on that note, I mean that's that's kind of why I'm you know I'm, I'm piggybacking every single one of those trains picks this week. I'm doing all his uh, top players not to make a cut, uh, and I'm betting a ton of units on my picks because I'm going to win it all back on Saturday when I drum Joe and golf. So <laughs> it doesn't really matter. We'll make sure to have some live <laughs> updates of uh, the the action on Saturday because it will get spicy. I can guarantee that. <laughs> so uh, uh, finally, uh, my last play on the card. Again, the parlay will be out Wednesday night. But I mean, this is this is just too easy. This is this is just too easy. Matchup play: George Spieth over Colin Morikawa plus one hundred and sixty. Oh, take geez. it to the bank. Oh boy, Colin I'll take the other not, side of that. I'll take it, Colin on the other listen, side of that. Does it Colin matter? Colin is brand new Labradoodle. Resent that. Does it matter that Jordan Spieth has been cut in like? Six out of the seven times he's played at this tournament. No, no, it doesn't matter at all. No, he's going to play well. He's confident. And um, yeah, I'm just praying that Morikawa, um, you know, goes into the water three times on 17 and doesn't make the cut. So that's my oh, card. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll bet you two strokes right now that Spieth loses to Morikawa round one for sure. I can take two strokes. That's there it is. Stumped him. <laughs> all right. <laughs> a little, little live wager action on the board there. <laughs> All right, so we have two fantastic cards. We have some long bombs this week, which, like we talked about, it's the players. There's 48 out of the best 50 players in the entire world. Not every single one of them can win. Hopefully, most of them miss the cut because we're going to bet on that. I think uh, it's probably time to remind people to follow us at wager underscore rager and at, I always fuck up yours, Hobie. What is yours? At Hobie wager. Hobie underscore wager. That's H O B I E. Nailed it. At Vostrain on Twitter. Just follow the group. Follow at Wager Rager. Link to all of our other shit. Instagram's popping off all the time. Twitter is just a solid cesspool that it always is, but we have (laughs) our stuff on there. And uh, any live (laughs) streams and YouTube stuff will also be on Twitter. Look for some live streams coming up. I know D Nice has got some cool stuff planned. Maybe a little top shot action. I know that's a hot topic around here. Anybody have a, a trying, quick take on the top to, shot? Yeah, we're trying to get uh, someone from the First Mint podcast. I, who, yeah, they have made a life around top shots. So some interesting discussions to be had there. Sure enough. Yeah, way over my head. But Same here. Uh, but if follow, you can get rich I'll doing it, I'll you follow guys if you tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Look, here's the deal about top shots. It makes no sense, literally no sense. Mm-hmm. But there are a bunch of dudes that think somehow that there is going to be value here. So you just play the lotto. You try to buy a pack. It's like nine bucks. Mm-hmm. Your your floor for selling it is like seventy five bucks, and your upside, if you get really lucky, is like thousands of dollars. Okay. Well, just hey, lotto. people, people lotto probably ticket. thought fantasy sports were fucking bonkers back in the day too, and it's a multi million, if not more, industry. So why not? Yeah, that's fair. But this is actually dumb. <laughs> just yeah. like the pogs that i have sitting in the in the closet behind me here yeah, <laughs> yeah my, I, my my beanie babies my beanie gonna babies say, are gonna be worth lots of money one day i was going to the same place yeah beanie babies i'm like yep my sisters are sitting on about uh you know twenty thousand dollars of 1998 dollars <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be worth how much in 2000 
35? Yeah, I think they, they'd actually, I'm not sure you can even write it off if you donate to Goodwill at this point. <laughs> not even worth the beans they fill them with. Well, exactly. Well, I guess with that, it's time to wish our, uh, our audience a good luck this week. Boys, best of luck to both of you on the cards. Look out for everything on the social media platforms. There's always a little bit of extra love that we throw out there too. So that being said, it's been a pleasure as always, fellas. Thank you. Let's go get it. Best of luck, gents. Go Tony. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>